starting in three, two, and one. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of On the Pitch. Joined once again by Chase. Kind of recapping another crazy week in the world of football. Had um, a nice week of Premier League action. Um, my favorite team, Man City, played Chase's favorite team in Chelsea. So we'll talk about that game. Um, then we'll move into a quick rundown of the Premier League table. Then we'll go over to the Champions League games that happened over the last couple of days. Um, some interesting stories coming out of the, you know this last match week for the Champions League. A lot of interesting scorelines. Sure, we'll dive more into that. But starting off, my team beat your team. What do you what do you think about that, man? Um, <laughs> what did you what did you think of the game? Did did you watch um, all of it, or did you just watch some of the highlights? No, I watched the whole thing. Um, I remember I texted you at one point. I think I don't think it was until the end of the game. All I said was, I don't know. I think I said something. I made a joke about, wow, that it's a bummer that that game got canceled because I'm sure we would have won, i.e. my team. Um, <laughs> lost, obviously. Um, I don't know. I just – obviously, we just lost against uh, Chelsea, I should say. Just lost it against Juventus in the Champions League as well. And we kind of looked um, the same as we did against you guys. It was just – we played – when – Tuchel, or Tuck, I don't know what you want to call him. I'm just going to call him Tuchel. Uh, when he first came in, I mean, he was experimenting with the team a lot, figured out our defense real quick, um, was experimenting with a lot of different formations and players. And um, we have so much individual talent on the team. I think it helped a lot. Um, like the combinations were were good in every way that he would, he would put them. And for the first couple of months that he was figuring everything out, we were – unstoppable because teams didn't know what we were going to come with. Um, they didn't know what pairing we were going to have, what we would have up front, what we would have in the midfield because everybody was playing. Nobody was set. Um, yeah. And then these past couple of games, we've kind of, we've got a couple of injuries right now, obviously in goal Conte is out. Uh, Pulisic is out. And we've kind of just been playing the same lineup, playing a back five with some wing backs, which I don't, I mean, obviously wing backs are kind of like the meta right now. So I don't have an issue with it, but we haven't really changed anything. And when you come in, especially against Man City and Pep Guardiola, when you come in with the exact same tactics that we've played the last like two or three games, you know, individual brilliance isn't going to really shine through in a game like that when all, you know, two players on the pitch are are capable of that. Um, Especially in a side as yours as Man City. And then when you're, putting the two coaches together. I mean, Tuchel is a, a great coach and, you know, obviously I love him, but when you go one V one, mano y mano, Pep Guardiola, when Pep Guardiola knows what you're going to come out with, when he knows what your hand is, odds are you're probably not going to come out on top. And right. Right. That's what I felt like happened that game. We just got, we got predicted and I mean, we got, we got outplayed. Um, you guys were the better side. You had a couple of chances. I think, your team really needs to work on attacking, not building up attacking, but yeah, finishing and yeah, you know, you're in the same you spot. You can create we chances, but you know, at the end of the day, you got to put the ball in the back of the net. Which, you know, the last couple of games looks like City has you know, maybe struggled with that a little bit. You know, we'll create a bunch of chances, but only score you know one or no goals. But I mean, it it, it was a kind of dominant performance 
from City just in terms of, of ball control and defending really well. Um, they look composed, um, you know, created a bunch of chances like always, um, only scored one goal, but, you know, that's really all that we needed. I, I think Jack Realish has shown that he fits perfectly into the City side. I, I think he was the man of the match. Um, I don't know if he was officially awarded the man of the match, but in my opinion, he was the man of the match. It's, you know, he's the guy that's creating all the chances for us right now. Um, I don't know. It was just a good, a good solid performance. And honestly, both teams played well. Um, I know Chelsea had a couple chances. They had the one goal that was, uh, that was discarded. Um, They had the one goal that was called off because of um, offsides, but honestly going into the match, I thought it can go either way. I know, City has been playing well. Chelsea has been playing well. I think these are the two favorites for the Premier League right now. But I don't know. I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing from the City side. I know I'm probably a little little biased, but um, I mean, really, you don't know who's going to step up every game because it's it's always someone different that steps up and has an amazing performance that seals a game for us. Um, you know, Gabriel Jesus had the goal, but you look at someone like Joa Cancelo, who's been playing out of his mind the last couple of days. Um, then Grealish has been playing well all season. I think this is a team that's, you know, obviously going to contend for the Premier League this year, but I think they're still going to be a force to be reckoned with going forward in the Champions League. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're not wrong. I mean, you can't sit here and say that Manchester's ever not going to be right together. You know what I'm saying? So <clears throat> it's... It's it's a tough battle right now, especially I don't know. We Chelsea's in a little bit of a slump, and I don't think it's going to be too great of a slump. But it's definitely we we were outplayed in that match. We were outplayed in Juventus today, and it's just something we got to work on. Yeah, but with that being said, you guys are only one point behind uh, Liverpool, who's sitting at first right now. Um, so to kind of give you guys a quick rundown of the table, I won't go through the whole table, but I'll do. I'll do top six and then I'll do the, the bottom three. Um, but at first we got Liverpool at 14 points. Um, then we have a five way tie with second place. We got city, Chelsea, United, Everton, and Brighton all at 13 points. And then um, right below them is West Ham at 11. So I mean, <laughs> this, this is probably one of the, the tightest tables that I have seen in recent memory. It's- um it's really been an exciting season so far, and I I can't wait to see just what happens. You know, the, these storylines are, are crazy. I think it's going to be a, a fight till the end between Liverpool, City, Chelsea, United. I mean, hell, even Everton's looking good. You know, I'm I'm sure they'll they'll fall back to Everton that we know, but for now, they're they're right up there. Then go into the uh, the relegation zone. Um, we got Leeds, Burnley, and Norwich. Norwich has no points <laughs> all season. They they've lost every game so far. They're zero and six, negative fourteen goal differential. Um, I don't know about you, but I think it's safe to say that they're going to be they're going to be going down the championship this year. Um, but I think it's going to be in, it's going to be interesting going forward to watch Newcastle and Leeds because um, I think these are two sides that are going to stay towards the bottom of the table, fighting to stay up in the Premier League. I think that 
that's going to be an interesting um, dynamic to watch and see how things fold. But what do you, what do you think? Who do who do you think is going to get sent down? Besides Nor, which we we know they're going to get sent down. <laughs> who who else do you think is going to go down? Norwich is going to go on a 15 game win streak here, and they're going to crystal palace down, is what I think. Um, no, I mean I don't I don't see Leeds as the kind of side that's going to go down. Um, I think it'll probably they'll probably end up around 14 or 15 this year, and it'll probably be Newcastle or Southampton. Um, yeah, let's see. I, I I really don't see with the way Burnley and Norwich have played. I don't see anything getting them out of their hole, but I like the way Leeds have played. I like how they've looked. There are three draws, three losses, but they're all, they've all been majority really close. I think Leeds could have won a couple of games. Their last game, mm-hmm. last time, um, they lost two one in the a 90th minute winner against Mikel Antonio. Um, you, you could debate whether it was deserved or not. I think Leeds, <laughs> better game um right but i don't know they've just been a little unlucky i think they're gonna get get their way back up i think probably norwich and burnley are gonna go down and i honestly i'd put my money on southampton and newcastle and Leeds staying up yeah so i don't know about you are you as disappointed as i am that arsenal have moved up to 10th in the table Uh, we were we were jumping for joy at, at the beginning of the season when they were dead last. Oh, for um, three. They've yeah. they've won they've won three games in a row now. Um, they're coming off of a three-one win against Tottenham. I don't know, man. It looks like um, Arteta saved his job for now. It's it's for a now. We'll, we'll see. It's yeah. It's a little disappointing. Almost as disappointing as uh, Leicester City. Uh, Leicester's season so far, sitting at 13th. I thought this was going to be a team that was going to be, you know, maybe not fighting for a Champions League spot, but definitely I thought they'd be fighting for a Europa League spot. And they're yeah. sitting all the way down to 13th at the moment. I, yeah, right. I don't know what's going on with them, but I don't know what that, if you look at their team, like on paper, that's a good squad. All right. So I don't know if there's some disconnect with, with management or, I don't know. Maybe they're just all in, in poor form at the same time, which is really unfortunate for them. But I don't know. Th- I thought they'd be so much better. Yeah, I, I'll stand by that 100%. I mean, when you're, when you're a team that has been fighting for a top eight spot the past couple of years, and right now you're level on points with newly promoted Watford, um, Yeah, you probably got some things that you need to work out. Um, I haven't really watched too many of their games. Um, I know their last game was against Burnley. I, I caught the last end of that. Um, and that was not a good sight for Leicester. <laughs> um, they almost got no. back into it. But, I mean, Burnley just – you can't be drawn with Burnley. You can't. No. I don't know. I, I, I'm hoping they, they start to figure things out because how they're – that's one club that like I, I wouldn't call myself a fan of them, but I don't hate them either. I kind of I want to see them do well just because of you know where they were six, seven years ago and how they've built themselves up into a relatively big club. You know, I you know want to see them contend for you know European spots, but man, it's looking rough for them. But moving on to some European games. Last couple of days, we had some Champions League games. Um, we had games today and yesterday. 
Uh, what what did you take away from the matches this this week? Um, FC Sheriff is the best team in the world. Um, <laughs> Atletico Madrid are the luckiest team in the world. PSG has a uh, crazy front three that can work together if they decide to. And Barcelona's washed. That's pretty much what I've gotten. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you, you kind of read my mind with that. Uh, I, um, it's been absolutely crazy. Um, obviously, for me, the biggest headline is FC Sheriff beating Real Madrid. Um, probably second to that is Benfica beating Barcelona 3-0. But yeah, I wouldn't call that a beating. That was that was a whooping. Yeah, that was that was, it was atrocious. And as a as a Barcelona fan, it's 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 just been tough to watch. But I did watch the entirety of the Real Madrid FC Sheriff game, and I mean, I just got to give it to FC Sheriff. They were I I wouldn't say they were the better side, but they played smarter. Um, yeah, and it definitely, I mean, it came through for them in the end. Uh, they got a little lucky, but I mean. That's what Champions League football is all about, and that's why we love it. So, right, going back to that Barcelona game, what what's been going on with with Barcelona? Has Aguero played at all this year? I know they've had um, a couple other departures, but you know, uh, I I don't follow La Liga as as closely as I should. Yeah, Barcelona is just, I mean, they're just in shambles. That's that's all you can really say about them. Um, Aguero hasn't played a game. He's Supposedly suffered a, a a knee injury as soon as pretty much like the day after Messi announced that he's leaving. Um, and I don't know if you heard, but Aguero was trying to get legal counsel on how to get out of his contract to not play for Barcelona. And then all of a sudden, wow. a, a knee injury that puts him out until the end of next month, I think. Um, so we we he even I don't think we're supposed to see him in a Barcelona shirt on the field at least for at least another month. Um, and then obviously we bought Luke de Jong, who is just not a Barcelona worthy striker. When you think about Barcelona, he's, he's, I think he's scored like 10 goals in the last two seasons and he's played in yeah. Liga. <laughs> yeah. It's just, it's just all downhill. I mean, I don't know what to say. The defense is in shambles. We've got 39 year old PK playing at the back. He gets subbed off in 33 minutes. We've got two newbies who Arrejo's. Um, arguably been one of our better players. And, and it's not like we're lacking talent. It's just everybody's getting older. The chemistry's not there. We've got so many new mixed with so many, so much young. And the stubbornness of Komen and his unwillingness to make substitutions when need and and even tactical substitutions when he does make them yeah. just are questionable. So, um, I, I mean, I don't know what to say about it. There's just – they need to take a couple of L's and – and personally, I would like to see them get knocked out of the Champions League because I want to see how they come back if they get put in Europa League for the first time in their history. Oh, yeah, that that would be that would be catastrophic for them. I, that that just wouldn't be a shock to the system. That would just be it, it would all just come crumbling down if they weren't in the Champions League. Everyone would go. Moving on, let's uh, let's do a quick rundown of, of the groups here. Um, so we got Group A, which is PSG, Club Brudge, Man City, and Leipzig. Currently, uh, PSG and Club Brudge are sitting at the top of the table, um, tied at four points. City right behind them at three points. Um, they just lost yesterday to PSG 2-0. Um, and then Leipzig is down at the bottom at zero. 
Um, group B, you got Liverpool, Atletico Madrid, Porto, and AC Milan. Liverpool is starting to pull away from the group. They're sitting at the top with six points. Um, Atletico is right behind them at four. And then Porto and AC Milan are kind of out of it. Um, they have one point between those two teams. Group C, we got Ajax, Dortmund fighting for it. Um, really no other competition in the group, but Dortmund and Ajax are tied at six points apiece. And then Group D, possibly the shocker of them all. <laughs> <laughs> sure. How would you pronounce it? Sheriff? Sharif? I'm yeah, Sheriff. Club Sheriff sitting top of Group D with six points over Real Madrid and Inter Milan. Real Madrid has three points, Inter has one point. I would have never bet in a million years that they would have even had one point, let alone six, going into match week three. It's, I, I mean, it's all props to them. And it's it's really crazy because yeah. it was, I mean, it's basically the same group that they had last year with Real Madrid, Inter, and, and Shakhtar. And Real Madrid actually, I think they lost and drew or lost both games against Shakhtar last year. Um, yeah. Real Madrid. I don't remember if I said Real or Inter, but I mean, I was calling Shakhtar the Madrid killers the entire year. And, Oh, FC Sheriff's the Madrid killers. And right. <laughs> last year, I mean, if last year repeats itself and Shakhtar plays the way that they played Madrid last year, Madrid could be in real trouble here. And and, and it turns off to the exact same start that they had last year mm-hmm. on the group stages. So we could be looking at a Shakhtar FC Sheriff. Um, um, if both of those teams make it to the knockout stages, I would lose my mind. <laughs> Oh, man. Moving on to Group E, we got Bayern and Benfica kind of running away with this one. Um, Bayern's top of the table with six points. Benfica's at four. Um, You got Dynamo Kiev at one. And then all the way down the bottom of the group, the mighty Barcelona's at zero points. I never thought I'd see the day where they'd be bottom of a Champions League group. I I don't even know what to say about it, to be honest. I mean... (laughs) Never expected anything out of the Bayern Munich game. Um, I expected a worse loss, to be honest, because we're a lot weaker of a side when we were when we lost 8-2, obviously. But, right. I mean, no discredit to Benfica, but Barcelona, man. Right. I don't know, man. Ben, Benfica's looking like a really good side. You know, uh, out, out of the yeah, – they're, they're probably the, the second-best Portugal club. Porto is always going to be there. You got Benfica that's going to be contending with them. I I think this is a team that can go maybe to the round of 16. I don't really see them going much farther than that, but they'll at least, you know, fight for a knockout spot. Yeah. But going on to what I think might be the the tightest race right now for any group, we got group F Atlanta is leading this um, group right now with four points. Then we got a tie between Young Boys and Man United at three, and then Villarreal's down at the bottom at one. I think I think United and Atalanta are going to come out of this group stage, but Young Boys have looked pretty impressive. I know they, they beat United um, in the last match week. I don't know. Maybe maybe they're a force to be reckoned with. Maybe they're the Man United killers. Yeah. I, you never know. I that. mean, that's the thing. <laughs> young Boys beat Man United, and then Let's say young boys squeak out a win against Atlanta or Villarreal on on a return trip, and 
draw the other one and Man United lose another game, draw another game. I mean, you could be looking at a difference of a point between the two or tied points. And then young boys would go through on, 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 on the head to head, unless Man United thrashed them. Um, right. So, Which I don't know. They might, you never know, but yeah, I, it was, a, I, well, I don't remember what group they were in last year, but um, Man United, but I mean, obviously they didn't have Ronaldo on their team. So, right. Yeah. They, they were down in the, uh, they were down in the Europa league last year. They they lost that uh that thriller of a game was it to Villarreal where they had like eleven points or eleven goals in the um in the penalty kicks. Yeah, yeah, it was eleven to ten. David <laughs> De Gea missed his pen and Villarreal. Yeah, that was a that was a game and a half. I love that game. Uh, I I still to this day every now and then I'll be scrolling through social media and I'll see like a, a full video of the penalty kick. Um, just the horrible just goalkeeping. Like I don't know how you let that many goals <laughs> past you, but man, to be the the one guy that misses <laughs> out of both of those teams, be the one guy that misses and ruins the game. Man, that sucks. But moving on to the Group G, got second to last group here. Salzburg and uh, Sevilla are top two teams right now. Salzburg leading at four. Um, then you got a tie second between Wolfsburg and Sevilla at two. Um, I don't know. This group just doesn't really excite me that much. There's really no, really no, no teams that really catch my attention. But you know, that's just that's just my opinion. I'm, I'm sure if you're a fan of one of these clubs, you're pretty interested. But it doesn't really catch my attention at all. I wouldn't say um, I'm a I'm a fan of of any of these clubs, but I mean these are all top six, top five, top four clubs in each of their leagues, respectively. So, I mean, you're right. they're good fights between the clubs. And, I mean, any team that gets knocked out of these, out of that group specifically, it's going to be a bit of a shock, to be honest, because they are good teams and they're always fighting for a spot at the top of their league, in their league. So, yeah, thing is just not, it's not as big as it could be, I guess you could say. I think that's fair. But moving on to the final group, we got Group H between Juventus, Chelsea, Zenit, and Malmo. Um, Juventus are playing better in the Champions League than they are in Syria. You know, they're sitting atop of the team. <laughs> Unfortunately, I guess. Um, they're sitting atop with six points, and then Chelsea and Zenit are tied in, um, for second at three points each. Um, I don't really see much movement going on in this group, I think it's going to be Chelsea and Juventus that are going to come away with this one. Wow. Unless, unless Malmo just completely shocks that's, everyone and beats Juventus. That's you can't just discredit Malmo like that. Come on, man. I mean, Zero goals. They've conceded seven. But <laughs> here's what you do when you're Malmo. You come in, you're like, we got nothing to lose. Just put it all on the line. We're playing eight, yeah. three in the back, and we're go ahead and put eight goals past Juventus and get that plus one goal differential. <laughs> to be honest, if you get a, if you get the Juventus that's been playing in the Serie A rather than the one that just beat Chelsea today, which I can't put all on Juventus. There was some missteps in Chelsea's game, but Malmo could score a couple goals against Juventus's back line. I mean. So could Zenit easily. I'm not going to say, I'm not obviously logistically, <laughs> especially already being 2-0 and 
Juventus is probably going to make it out of this group. But I, I, I genuinely believe if Malmo comes in and they're like, screw it, we're not making it out of this group. Let's just see if we can put a couple of goals past these big guys. They could potentially get a draw against Chelsea or Juventus, and I would not be shocked. Yeah, uh, we'll see. I I would still be completely shocked. I mean, if they score a couple goals, you know, that's going to happen. You know, they're going to give up goals every now and then. But if they were to actually beat Chelsea or Juventus, I I would be shocked. I don't know if but, I'd go that far, but I'd say they if if they play their card right, I think if they could score a goal against Juventus, I think Juventus has problems in front of goal right now. And I think if if they got one goal early, they could probably sit on that and 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 keep a one-one draw against. Yeah, well, I guess only time will tell. But thanks for coming on for another episode. That pretty much wraps up the uh, the show for tonight. Um, thanks, you guys, for listening. And as always, follow us on social media. Go ahead and listen to us on you know, Spotify, Apple. Um, we're on Amazon as well. Reach out to us. You know, Let us know what you guys would want to hear on another episode or you know, comments. We're always you know, looking to interact with our listeners. So you know, feel free to reach out to us. But Again, thanks for coming on for another show, Chase. And yeah, of, course. I'll see, uh, of course, I'll see you in the next one. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sport on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.